if we leave ourselves on autopilot, we tend to drift into that negativity, even if we're not suffering from depression. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit Before we get started today, I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who recently left just an amazing review on Apple Podcasts, Kiro Kaz. Thank you so much. This is just beautifully written, and I think it's a better job of describing what I'm trying to accomplish with this show than what I have ever done myself. So here's what they said. Nate does a great job of getting into both the headspace and the bigger picture of fitness and health. In a world where so many people push the ultra-macho attitude that's often associated with working out, Nate presents a more holistic and sensitive perspective and helps you look at the bigger picture and longer term. And he brings on guests who complement this perspective. Yes, that is it. I love it. Thank you so much. If you listen to this show regularly, hey, or even if this is the first episode you listen to, I would love it if, first of all, you would follow it on whatever platform that you listen. And then if you are using Apple Podcasts, where the majority of podcasts are still consumed, you could help other people to find this show by going to the show page, scrolling down, and then rating and reviewing the show for me. It would mean so much to me if you would do that. Thank you very much. All right, on with our show today. My guest today is Zach Rutledge. He is a personal trainer and the author of the official Depression Relief Playbook. He's also a really great speaker and an entertaining storyteller. So throughout the interview, he um, shares his own personal experiences and tells some really just great stories that help us to get the point. A few things that I want you to listen for are this. Of course, the connection between pursuing healthy habits, making healthier choices, and relief from depression. That's that's the big reason that Zach is on the show. That's a big reason why he wrote this book, as he'll explain. Um, by the way, if you want to check it out, I will link to it in the show notes and remind you after the interview as well. So, of course, that connection I want you to listen for. I also want you to listen for something that we talk about a lot on this show. It's a kind of a theme on the Begin Within podcast, and it's this idea, Zach calls it micro goals. 
We've talked about tiny habits. We've talked about little wins. Listen for the way that he uses micro goals in his life to support him in relief from depression. I think it's something that, of course, we can all benefit from. And then he's going to tell the story of the two wolves. You may have heard that before, but you're going to enjoy the way he explains it. And, of course, the point to it. So when he talks about that that illustration, that example, uh, listen close. Because the moral of the story, at least the one that he draws for us, is really important. Here's my interview with Zach Rutledge. Okay, it's kind of a funny story. Actually, I didn't mean to write the book. What happened was um, people knew I, I had this, this pretty serious bout of depression in my late teens and early 20s. And back when I was in grad school, a lot of people were like reaching out to me, asking me for help, how I got through it. And I ended up writing them a bunch of emails. Invariably, they lost the emails. And so then I had to like keep resending them. And then when the pandemic came around, the same thing was happening. People were asking me, you know, hey, this is kind of taking a toll on me mentally. What did you do to get around this? I know we know you kind of turned your life around. You've employed these different tactics. What, you know, what did you do? And I, and I joked, I said, because when I would talk to people, again, they would lose the material. And I joked, I said, I should just write a book. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. So it was yeah. just this totally organic thing where I just, I sat down and banged this thing out within a, a few weeks. And um, it was really just to document it for my friends. And then next thing you know, some members were getting interested. I'm a, I'm a personal trainer like you. And some members were getting interested and not, and, and it just kind of, it, it, it kind of took off on its own. It was a, it was a very organic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it was like the, the message you're typing out these emails and, you know, all of a sudden I keep saying the same thing over and over again. I'll just document it. Yeah. <laughs> Make that's it really what it was. And anything that I was leaving out, you know, that was the time to write it. So I just <laughs> threw it all together. Yeah. Cool. What, um, how, and, I, and I'm curious about that with your background as a trainer and going through, um, you know, recovering from depression and forgive me if I, if I'm, you know, saying anything that isn't right, go ahead and correct me. Cause okay, right I definitely don't, I don't want to, my intention not to be offensive at all. Um, of course, not, no, I want to help share this message because I think it, it needs to be shared for sure. Um, how does that, how does that connection work? Do you feel like they're just two kind of separate silos in your life or is there a pretty integral link between, um, relief from depression and then what you're, what you're doing as a personal trainer? There's absolutely a link. And to give you just a little bit of a background here. So when I went through that, that serious bout, it was pretty serious. And I'll give you a little bit of just for context. And this means sure. nothing, but I'm five foot nine, <clears throat> excuse me, five foot nine and 170 pounds. And I am a personal trainer. So it's not like I'm carrying around any fat. So what I'm carrying around is weight that I want. That's just to put things in context. So when I was going through the deepest, darkest parts, I was still five foot nine, but I was 124 pounds. So um, the physical end of it was kind of what I saw as the first step. Mm. Now, um, it, that almost came to me by accident. I was playing in bands at the time. I ended up playing in a band with these dudes who were lifting weights and they kind of talked me into it. And it was kind of like this cascading effect where it wasn't only 
you know, that we always talk about the rush of endorphins when we're lifting weights, things like that, that did play a role. Absolutely. But it was also, uh, taking control of something. It was seeing the actual growth. I could see that I'm making progress here. It wasn't just mental models where it's almost like, um, ethereal. This was, these, this was serious gains. I could see the number on the scale going up. I could see my abs forming. Uh, and it was also fun. I had something to look forward to. I remember being in bed and I was interested in things again. And I was reading, you know, about bodybuilders and things like that. Uh, so that along with all of that, along with um, this renewed sense of like self-care, which was the first building block. And I talk about my, my whole journey as like blocks okay. and that physical, just the training aspect we'll get into right now, just that training aspect was absolutely critical when it came to my first building block. And that was where everything started. That was kind of like my home base. Interesting. Yeah. I feel, I, I think we oftentimes get so hung up on what's going on inside, you know, psychologically, emotionally. And I, if once I get that fixed, I'll, then I'll work on the outside stuff, but it sounds like the opposite may be beneficial to can, Hey, this might be easier to just take these, this little step, get control here and things inside start changing. Is that, is that right? For me, it worked that way. Now everybody's a little bit different, right? For me, I liked seeing those, those concrete things. I liked seeing the muscle pile on and I, and I liked seeing that I was able to run X amount further. Uh, for some people, it may be the other way around. Maybe some of these other things that I write about, but I feel like the magic is that compound effect. It's not just going to be the physical aspect and it's not just going to be doing the, the diet. Um, but you combine those two. Okay. Well now we got something. And then you combine some mental models on top of that. Then you combine, you know, the right supplementation on top of that. Okay. Well now we're really getting somewhere. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'd, can we dive into mental models? Like some good, absolutely some good models. Uh, go for it. T tell me more about that. Well, the, the mental models are actually the, the, the hardest to talk about, not, not emotional reasons, but just because it gets a little deep. Okay. Um, so before I forget, uh, if anybody wants a chapter on the mental stuff, um, please, you know, shoot me an email. It's just Zach S Rutledge at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and I'll be happy to send that off as a free chapter. If anybody wants to check that nice. out. Um, and, but that being said, there, there is a lot that goes into it. It's also, I think the longest chapter in, in the book. Um, one thing we do need to be cognizant of, and I'll, and I'll just give you a couple quick ones here. One thing we need to be cognizant of is how humans are wired for negativity. Our brains are wired for negativity. So we're always scanning for threats. So one of the things that I always try to keep in mind is, have you ever heard uh, the story of the two wolves? Remind me. Yeah, okay. that sounds sound familiar. So yeah, so everybody needs this kind of tattooed into their brains right now. So the story of two wolves, um, it's an old Cherokee story. And this grandfather's walking with his grandson. And the grandfather's telling the grandson how there's two wolves that lives inside of all of us. One's the fear wolf and one's the courage wolf. And they're always at battle. So the, the courage wolf is like love, compassion, generosity, things like that. And the fear wolf is, of course, feed uh, envy, greed, things like that. So the grandson says to the grandfather, well, if they're always at battle, which is the one that wins. And the grandfather says, the one you feed. And that's the story, right? 
So, but it's a, it's a profound story. It's simple. And, and it's the kind of thing where it's nice to check in on that. It's like, okay, am I feeding that courage wolf? Am I feeding that courage wolf? Because if we leave ourselves on autopilot, we tend to drift into that negativity. Even if we're not suffering from depression, we tend to be scanning for those threats and seeing those negative things as opposed to practicing gratitude and generosity, things like that. So it takes effort and that's just normal. So that's something yeah. we need to recognize. Nice. Um, another quick one I'll just give to people. And yeah. this is so silly almost. Um, but when I was very depressed, uh, it, it, I was easily overwhelmed just with daily life, easily overwhelmed. So still to this day, I have a sheet of paper every morning and I'll write out my, my, I call them micro goals, right? So I'll have at the top of the list, I still do this every day at top of the list, water. And then I, I drink my tall glass of water and I cross it off. Now I know I'm going to drink the water. It's not, a, it's not a big ask, uh, but it's the first thing I do after I brush my teeth and it's a guaranteed win. I get that physical feeling of crossing it out. Great. On to the next thing. And you just stack up this one, the one thing at a time, those little tiny micro goals. This, this actually just happened to me. Uh, funny enough, the other day I was working on my car. I had to replace, I don't know how much uh, you, all you guys know about uh, O2 sensors, but I had to replace an O2 sensor. Something was seized up. Okay. I was getting super frustrated because I had to take off all these pieces. And I was like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. One thing at a time. Let's go get the ratchet. You know what I mean? And just mentally breaking things down to those, those micro goals. It sounds silly, but it has a profound effect when, especially when you're in that bad mood, like working on a car, <laughs> trying to sort things out. So uh, micro goals is another big one here. I'm a little more eloquent nice. in the book, but if anybody, yeah. like I said, if anybody has questions, you know, just shoot me that email. I'll be happy yeah. to send it on. Yeah. What, um, when it comes to making that list, is that something that, that you would do like the, the night before? Do you have kind of like a, a template that you use every day? Do you do yeah, it like I, get out of bed and write the list? How, how does that work for you? Well, this is slightly embarrassing at this point because I do have copies of it. <laughs> I yeah. have these things that I, that I try to do every day and I just use an old copy machine yeah. and make copies of the same list every okay. single day. I do like to bring it into the, the physical world because I do feel like there's something to it. When it's in the world, it makes it more real and I, and I like the satisfaction of crossing things off. And that's one side is the things that I want to do every day that the repeated things. Yeah. And on the other side, I'll have whatever goals I'm working on right now. Like I, I told you just before the show, I just got married. So there were all kinds of wedding things I had to take care of. Of course, those are unique to that life circumstance, but you yeah. know, booking the DJ, cross it off, things like yeah. that. So I just kind of work off of a sheet of paper throughout the day. I just keep it in my bag and, and it's actually really helped me. And, and, and of course, some people don't like working that way, but for me, it's, it's really helped just clarify and then simplifying away. Yeah. So, and it, that got started, like you said, from feeling like I'm easily, I'm easily overwhelmed. I'm easily fl flustered, frustrated in, in this kind of default state. So mm -hmm. let's start breaking yeah. it down. Small and believe steps. it or not, it came from working out. It came from working out. It came from writing out my workout plans and writing wow. out um, how many reps am I doing? How many sets am I doing? I remember I would get flustered in the gym and it was like, hold on, let me just tick off every time I do a set. So then I remember how many sets I did. It's like, oh, well doing this on paper actually works really well. Maybe I should. And then it just kind nice. of led into the rest of my life. Yeah. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm curious about feeding the courage wolf. Sure. Do you mind kind of just, if we, if we go back to that, um, 
I think that would be really interesting to talk about some of the ways that you do or, or those that you're able to help. Uh, what are the, what are the actions that we can take to feed that, feed that sure. wolf? Sure. Well, first, like I said, breaking things down into micro goals, because for me, seeing things accomplished probably for me is one of the biggest things that gets me uh, energized is seeing that I'm, that I'm at least getting some things done. Right. Okay. Um, this uh, controversial one, trying not to complain. Now I say it's controversial because I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like um, we should be holding things in, but when it comes to the little nagging things, right. Like not being able to find a parking spot. I used to live in Washington, DC. I went to grad school there and notorious for really bad parking situations in certain spots. And uh, I was complaining the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. And it would just, you would feel the mood in the car change when I would be with mm. my girlfriend at the time, now, now my wife. Um, but practicing, you know, hey, just searching for the spot and just not complaining about it, right? It's not being aware of what you're putting out there. That's mm. another way of feeding that courage wolf because how many times have you been to a party where somebody makes some kind of, I don't want to say off-color comment, but something that's a little weird and sets the just kind of brings the tone into mm -hmm. into a different direction. Yeah. Um, or when the morale sinks at work because of just whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, reminding yourself that you you play a part in the tone as well, whether it's as simple as turning on music in the gym, you know, mm -hmm. or 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 uh, one of my favorite things is giving somebody else a pep talk. That always energizes me. Um, something like that, or ask somebody what's wrong, things like that. And in a way, that's feeding the courage wolf as well. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of taking that focus off of yourself and bringing it on others. That's actually, you have, you'll have a real tough time feeding negativity when you start um, giving somebody else that, that positivity. You know, it kind of yeah. works both ways. You're also helping yourself too. Yeah. Nice. You have a, you have a good way of, uh, of simplifying the process, I think, and, and learning kind of the lessons from what you're experiencing. Like, Hey, this is a, this is actually a thing. Like I, I can imagine you as a trainer, you're helping someone else and you notice like, Hey, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. Instead I, of, I, I learned so much by becoming a trainer. That was just, just one of the, the, the biggest, the biggest growth moments I had was becoming the trainer and actually working with clients. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of simplicity. Um, I have a, tendency to overcomplicate things like a lot of us. So I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I'm curious. Um, and maybe we hit on it already, but what, what would you give as far as advice for someone, um, who, who's feeling like, Oh, this, you know, this is stuff that, that I need. Um, what would you say would be the best first step for someone to begin using the tools that you've discovered in order to help find, find some relief. Um, this, I'm going to give you two answers for this because okay. one, I, for me, like I, like we talked about before, I like the physical aspect of things. If, if this were me and I had to do this over again, uh, I would get a blood test, believe it or not, to check out not just my levels, because there is a correlation between low vitamin D and depression, not necessarily a causation, but there is some correlation there. But um, get tested for food allergies. Sounds crazy, right? But mm -hmm. there is a theory out there where uh, a major source of depression is actually inflammation. 
And mm. if we're taking in things like dairy and dairy doesn't agree with us, or taking in things like wheat, wheat doesn't agree with us, we're only contributing to that inflammation. At the very least, we're gonna get ourselves feeling a little bit better by dialing in the right foods that work for us. I don't think that there's a, a one size fits all diet for everybody just because there are so many different allergies these days sure. or intolerances. Um, I would start with that. Yeah. Nice, cool. Zach Rutledge, thank you so much for being on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I want to thank Zach again for being on the show here with me this week, for sharing his expertise, and for doing such a nice job of writing down his experiences and the results of his research in the official Depression Relief Playbook. If you're listening and you're thinking, I'd love to check that out, I got you covered. Just go to the show notes for this episode and I'll have a link right there for you to click right over to get a copy of the official Depression Relief Handbook. A couple of those themes that we talked about that I'd, I just would love to revisit because once again, they affect how successful you and I are going to be when it comes to health and fitness. First of all, our natural focus on what's wrong and on negativity. Just something about the way we're wired, right? It's easier for us to see things that are wrong and sometimes harder for us to see things that are right. And let's face it, maybe in life and the circumstances that, that we find ourselves, there are just so many things that are obviously not right. It's easy for us to get consumed with our reaction to those things. What's the moral of the story? This. We have to put forth effort, constant effort to keep focusing on the positive. And that is okay. That was a huge um, takeaway that I had from the things that we talked about with Zach after our conversation was, it's okay. It's okay that we have to put work into positivity. It's okay that we have to put work into getting the results that we want out of our own, our own heads. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We just have to keep doing the work. So that was one of my big takeaways. The other was back to micro, back to tiny, back to small. What are the little things that we can incorporate into our life that will support us in being the version of ourselves that we want to be? Zach gave us a new perspective on those tiny habits, baby steps, micro goals. And it's this, as we accomplish them, and the smaller the better, because we want we want it to be easy. But as we accomplish them, we feel good and we move toward solving a bigger problem. We move toward completing the bigger project. And isn't it often those tiny initial steps that you just have to take to get going? Drink the water. Find the wrench. Whatever it is. 
and we can do the same. So my question for you as we close up is this, what might be one of the tiniest, easiest little goals that you could set for yourself for tomorrow? One that's so easy, you know you're going to accomplish it, but you didn't do it today. What could you set for yourself? What could you write down and commit to doing that's going to help you move in the direction of going to a healthier place in your life? Thank you so much for joining me here once again. Your time and attention are valuable. And I'm so grateful that you spend some of it with me every single week. I'll talk to you soon. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.